0: I love a song that reminds me that the reason I know you'll do it again is because I've seen you do it once. I've seen you do it twice. I've seen you do it over and over and over. And because I've seen you do it over and over and over, God, I know that you will do it again. Amen. 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 I know that he will do it again. I know that some of you feel a little hopeless. Some of you feel a little bit like, you know what, Didi? I just got the blahs. You ever get days like that? And, and, and a lot of those days seem to be coming for us right now. But I've seen him do it again. And I've seen him do it in the past. I know that we'll see him do it in the front of us. And I know that he will keep supplying whatever need we have. Because I've seen him do it again and again and again and again and again. So today we're closing up a series. Can you guys believe that next Sunday we start Advent? Hi, Miss Judy. Can you believe that? Christmas is upon us. Are y'all ready? You can you can be honest. One, two, three, ready? Are you ready? No. <laughs> no. I, I know, you're ready, aren't you, Carlo? Absolutely. Amen. I've been ready since Hallmark movies started in October. They've been on at my house. If I'm in the room and the boys aren't, I'm there. We talked a lot in this series about prayer. A lot about prayer. What it means when we're praying for ourselves. What it means to pray for others. What it means to pray thanks. And today we're going to talk about what it means in prayer and miracles. How many believe in miracles? I had a friend one time, I'm not kidding you, a guy I worked with on television. He said, I asked a guy in the middle of the airport one day, do you believe in miracles? And he said, no. He said, well, you hadn't been very sick then, have you? I thought that was hilarious. We don't know miracles, do we, until we get to the place that it's all we've got to hold on to is the fact that a miracle is what we have to have. Sometimes the miracle is just getting out of bed. Right? Amen. How about the miracle of my kid? My kid is a miracle to me. Your kid is a miracle to me. Your, ne- your nieces, your nephews, I've seen you. Y'all have got some cute babies in your families. One of the greatest miracles, though, to me of all time is the gift of love and the miracle of love and what love can do. Love can cure so many things. Amen. And the miracle of God's unconditional love. That's a miracle. So today I want to read a scripture that's a little different because it's a scripture we usually read during Advent. But today we're going to read it a little bit before this year. Because it's all about the greatest miracle ever given to us. I'm going to start, if you have your Bibles today, in Luke 1. You can turn to verse 46 and follow with me. Luke 1, starting at verse 46. Now, let me tell you what has happened as you're turning. The angel has told Mary, Hey, guess what? You're going to have a baby. You haven't been with your husband, but you are pregnant. I'd be like, What? What, what did you, what, what did, what? I'm not married yet, but I'm going to have a baby. Do you know what they're going to say about me? So, Like anybody, when you get into a place that you aren't sure about what do you do, you go find the bestie and you have a conversation. So that's what Mary does. Prior to this, Mary goes and she has a conversation with Elizabeth and she proceeds to tell Elizabeth. And, of course, Elizabeth isn't surprised. So much so that when she's telling Elizabeth, the the Scripture even says that the baby in Elizabeth's stomach rejoiced. Like, this is a big deal. We now know the evidence of who the mother of Jesus is going to be. But we've got to give her a minute to get there. We've got to give Mary a moment to go, wait, that's me. (laughs) The angel told me, but I still hadn't processed it enough yet. So then she gets to a place of processing what that means. And we get to this verse. And here's Mary's response. Mary said, with all my heart, I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored because the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows me mercy to everyone from one generation to the next who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. And sent the rich away empty handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel. Remembering his mercy just as he promised to our ancestors. To Abraham and to Abraham's descendants forever. This is Mary's song. I don't know about you but if someone came to me and said hey by the way. You're going to bear the Christ child no pressure. No pressure. You would have a million questions. A million, why me? A million, am I going to get this right? A million, are you sure about this? Now, I'm not sure what would have happened if she said that. I mean, the baby's already there, right? Are you sure? I would have asked a million questions. But this is the perfect example of the great God we serve. And this is a perfect example of a great reaction to a miracle. But at first, it didn't necessarily feel like a miracle. I mean, they've been waiting on Jesus, right? They knew that the Messiah was coming. But really, this is the way you figured this out was me. So do you think Mary's first response was, wow, this is a miracle? Not because God had failed, but when you're sitting in that circumstance, you think of all the million ways you will fail. You think of all the million things in your life that make you feel like, are you worthy? How many of us have said, I'm not going to pray about it. I'm not going to believe about it because I'm really not worthy. There's a lot of other miracles out there that need to happen way before mine does. But did you know that's not the way Jesus looks at that? Your miracle is just as important as the person next to you. It may look very different. It may be life or death and yours may not. But your miracle still matters. A little processing though is needed. But I have a question for you today. Why is it so hard For us to believe in miracles, especially right now, why is it so hard for us to believe in miracles? We pray and we pray and we believe, but sometimes it seems it's easier to believe in the failure instead of the success. Sometimes it's easier for us to believe all that's wrong with us than all that could be right with us. Sometimes it's easier for us to believe that God really didn't hear me, so I'm just going to leave him alone about it so I know it's not going to happen. Because we think God could be like us. Maybe it's because it feels sometimes like we need too many miracles to just get back to even ground. Or maybe our faith is just worn out. Mine has been over the past few months. Or maybe it's because we have been in such turmoil, fear. Or maybe we have been so busy trying to create our own miracles that we haven't looked up to see that God has been working on our miracle all along. Now don't y'all look at me like that because I know some of you, y'all have been trying to create your own We've been sitting back trying to make it happen. And that wasn't our job. Because see, if I can do it here, I promise you this. If I can make it happen, it isn't a miracle. If I can make it happen, it isn't a miracle. Because sometimes it's just a miracle for me to get up and put my shoes on. When we were children, we believed in the goodness of everything. Do you remember that, that innocence? I loved, Owen had in his playroom this rug that was little roads and little houses and a little town and he would set up his cars on this rug and it would be his little town. And, and the crazy thing is that he would sit and he would play with those cars for hours. Because there was this goodness about make believe and living into this, I can go where I wanna go and I can do what I wanna do. In hours, he would sit with this massive amount of cars riding on this rug, pulling him around, making noises. I could not figure out where that kid came up with all of those noises. But there was this innocence that all things were good and people were good and things that were secrets and fun in Christmas and, and, and Easter were so much fun. There was an innocence about it. Because as children, we believe in the goodness that happens and the miracles that can happen and the wonderful things that can happen in life. And then life happens. And we feel like, Yeah, if I can get two out of five good things this week, I'm hitting pretty good. And God says, no, no. Go back to that child that's down there on that rug, rolling those cars around. And remember what it was like to be the innocence of a child. And knowing that I would take care of you and you had not a worry in the world. And you go, yeah, but it's hard because now I know. So how do we get back? to seeing the awe and wonder of miracles? How do we get back to seeing the awe and the wonder of miracles? I think for me, this series has answered a lot of those questions. We pray. We pray like we've never prayed before. We pray for God to move in our lives and change our hearts. We pray that God would move mountains in others' lives. Not just mine, but someone else's. We stop and we give thanks as much as we ask God for things. We thank him more than we ask him. And we look for the miracles in a way we never have before. When I was going through one of the roughest times in my life, a friend of mine gave me this book by T.D. Jakes. I'll never forget this book. And it was about women who had, had gone through things and how they had defeated. And it was just so good. But there was this one story that really stuck out with me. And it was about a mom whose husband had left her. She had two children. And she had never worked a day in her life. So she began to look for a job. Well, the first miracle that really took place is that a man actually hired her. Hired a woman that had never worked before. And this man hires her and says, Here, this is what I need you to do. So she sits down at her desk and she doesn't know how to run anything at that desk. The typewriter, the computer, any of it. She didn't know what to do with it. So she was typing things out and she would mess it up. They were supposed to be in ink and it was just a giant mess. And she's like, God, the miracle that you gave me is getting this job. What am I supposed to do with all of this? Well, the long story short is is this woman is the one that created Whiteout. Because she learned to put it on old typewriters and she learned to put it on new pieces of paper. We use it today. We call it Whiteout tape. Because she took her tragedy and she turned it into a miracle. Let me tell you, she's not worrying about having to work anymore. But she learned that through the process of what it meant to really trust in God. She had to work. Sometimes our miracles don't look like we think they should look. Because they haven't happened yet. And they haven't happened the way we think they should look. But let me tell you, your whiteout is in the works right now. Your whiteout is in the works right now. And here's my third point I want you to know. We are all a miracle in the making. We are all the miracle. And I love when I say things like this because some of y'all go, you don't know me. Yeah, I do because you're my brother and my sister. And we may fight. We may love on each other. I don't know what that is. But I know that my God created you. And I know my God is working it out for your good. And you are a miracle in the making. God never quits working on our behalf. There are miracles in the making every day. One of the key ways that God works is through us and in other people's lives. As we thank God in advance for all he has done and continues to do, maybe we also ask, how can we be a part of someone else's miracle? I have seen so many people be a miracle in others' lives. Our food ministry. I've seen what Randall and Sarah and Rosie and so many have done every single week. I know that Miss Judy has been here every single week. Let me tell you something. You want a miracle? Have no food in your cupboard. And there's a place you can drive and they will hand you a bag of food and ask no questions. That's a miracle. And the other part of that miracle is because you have given and you've not given up on your church and you have given, and because of that, there's money that goes and buys that food to make sure that that person, when they drive up, knowing that they've got cupboards that are empty, they can just hold their hand and someone will hand, and not only, let me tell you, not only do they get a bag of food, but they get a, hey, you are loved, you are accepted, and you belong. How about collecting coats for everybody's Christmas? I am so sad that we're not doing this in-house, but I'm so thankful we are doing it this year because for me, my favorite thing in the world is to stand right out in the hall and you get to see people walk out of Ship Chapel with their new coat and they want everybody to see them. They're so proud and they come down that hallway Like they're on a runway. Because nobody asked any questions. Somebody just said, we love you. Here is a coat. That miracle came because you still gave and this church is able to produce something that gives somebody something they didn't have and they didn't know how they were going to get it. And not only did they get something they didn't have, but they're proud of it. You're giving in crosswalk. Every week we have continued to produce worship. We have not stopped. We went down in numbers a little bit with our team because we had to because of the numbers that were given to us by the city. But we have never stopped producing the best worship we can produce. That's because of you. And the miracle has been that you keep giving and you keep helping. I see miracles in phone calls, text messages, when I watch you pray together, a kind email, a private message on Messenger, on Facebook. I've seen miracles take place. I've seen people at their lowest and one of you reaches out. I've seen some of you walk through things that you thought I had to go through it by myself. And oh no, Crosswalk said, no way, you're not walking through that by yourself. And not only are you not walking through it by yourself, I'm going to help you. And they did. Even through a pandemic, that's a miracle. You were somebody's miracle. You continue to be somebody's miracle. And as the band is coming forward and we get ready to close, I want you to think about this. Just like Mary, when it didn't make any sense, miracles come in so many different forms. From people being healed of the worst diseases to just being able to put your feet on the floor. All of our miracles look different. But maybe you are the miracle for someone. Maybe this week you're sitting there thinking to yourself, I'm not sure how Thanksgiving's going to go. I'm not sure what it's going to look like getting my kids out of school because it looks so different this year. And a lot of us, because of that, we've given up a little bit on reaching out, trying, because it feels impossible. But here's the problem when we begin to go down the road of impossible is that we forget that we serve a God that's not about impossible. We serve a God that's about everything is possible. And because everything is possible and he works through me and you, that miracle that is coming for someone is coming through you. just like Mary when she began to put it all into perspective. She began to understand that she was part of the story that would bring the greatest miracle to us all. For she would give birth to the Son of God. One of the greatest blessings is being used by God for someone else's miracle. It's an honor. Because Mary knew that carrying that baby wasn't just her miracle. It was everybody's miracle. Did you know that her carrying that baby is our miracle too? Amen. This week as you sit around the Thanksgiving table, whatever that looks like for you, and maybe it looks very different. Think about your miracles. Some of you this morning, you're miracles in my life. Daisha, you're a miracle, girlfriend, walking around. And when I think I'm having a rough day, I remember what you've been through. You're a miracle. And because of the miracle God did in your life, you're a miracle to all of us that know you. Judy Pollack, you're a miracle. Nine months ago, she was no hair, and I'm so glad she didn't see herself that way. But now, God did a miracle in your life. You're a miracle to those around you. My parents won't be with me this season for the holidays, and I think about that a lot, for they both have passed away. But what I do get the honor of doing is carrying on the heritage of remembering the sweet memories. But most of all, I get the honor and the privilege of remembering the sweet miracles in my life. The miracles of having them the miracles of sitting around a gorgeous dining room table, and the conversations about God that have molded me to where I am today and to who I am. There'll be new babies this year, new friendships, old friendships, friendships that you know you needed to get right, and you've got the opportunity to do that. Family, there's new love, new relationships, And you know, one of the things that COVID has given us this year is time. And do you know the gift of time is a miracle? That's right. That's right. Complete soul reset. Health. And the greatest miracle for me is you. And you might be somebody's miracle. Never forget that God is always working. God is always making a way. And the only thing that that's left to say is, wow. Wow. You've been my help. I thank you. And wow. Thank you, God. Thank you for the miracles that I can't see yet. Thank you for the miracles that you've done because I will see you do it again. And thank you that you are working because you are God.